0: And we are live that is weird yeah so um i'd like to welcome everybody to the first episode of sports vision and today is going to be strictly racing uh we're not going to touch on any sports until um i can get our third host tyler in um scheduling conflicts are making it a little bit difficult but uh um we're here we're live this is our first time doing this so uh could be a little little rough waters, but we're just gonna power through it. Um, uh, I'm here with RJ Krieger. Um, he is the co-host of this show, and um, I said his last name wrong.
1: So definitely.
0: <laughs> so um, so here's the thing, guys. We're just gonna kind of uh, wing it as we go until we can get a little bit better structure. But we wanted to try this thing out and see how it sounded on the backside. So. Um, We're just going to dive right in. Um, RJ's got some stuff that he wants to get off his chest about some class one and some desert racing problems. So as everybody knows, um, we're heavily involved in all forms of racing, but desert racing is the primary thing right now being the winner. And um, yeah, I'm just going to let him just go for it, buddy. All right, well, so I prefer,
1: uh, prepared a statement, I guess, on this one. <laughs>
0: yeah, and by the way, the, none of this is public slander, just so everybody remembers. No, and that. this is all my personal
1: <laughs> opinion, so if anybody has an issue, you guys know me, so just come at it. Um, so this is about James Dean running the 1501 number uh, for the 2019 season. Um, so here's the statement uh, The fact that nobody told James Dean. That he could not run or shouldn't run the number 1501 for the 2019 season is astonishing. Not only was he doing that, he ran a red background for the season as well, which, if you may not know, means you're the points leader. Um, now, I'm not familiar with the numbering system for Best of the Desert, but I'm pretty sure that numbers entering in 01 are reserved for previous year's champions. In this case, it would have been Pat Dean, James's father. My issue with that was that Pat was not racing this year, and in that car, James was. In, sorry, uh, it was his name on the entry list all year, his name on the car, his name on the Class One pole positions, but his name was not on the 2018 Class One Championship trophy. It was Pat's. James hasn't won a championship in class one yet, so he hasn't earned the right or ability to run 15 01. And he has never held the points lead, so he shouldn't have run the, the red plate either. Now, next time somebody runs the number one plate <laughs> and they shouldn't be, just let me know and I'll come down and uh, angle grind that bitch right <laughs> off around the Zeus tabs. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love it! I love the brutal honesty from RJ. I I, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I disagree with anything that was just said. Um, My biggest problem is where did we get where? How did we get to the point of the fifteen oh one?
1: I yeah, I'm not sure on that either. In my mind, it should be the double zero, right?
0: I think any class champion, um, aside from AMA, FIM, any sort of bike um, where you, I mean, you can't run a zero. You don't have a quad digit or a right. triple digit number. Um, I, it, 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 this goes back to short course. I mean, um, if you if you win your class in short course, you can run the number one with the red plate. Or you can run your number with the red plate. You right. have your choice. But you can kind of just choose, right? So in the desert, why are we saying you can't run 1,500? Or or why are we letting someone who isn't racing all year? So to go back on your point, um, if I don't have a problem with James running under Pat's name or Pat's car or vice versa whatever the case may be and honestly i don't have a problem with that car running the 1501 with the red plate as long as the driver of record registered for that race is pat dean right so i that's i have no problem with and that and honestly
1: i i don't either cuz that's that's the rules right right, so right if
0: you work within the rules yeah and and what what's crazy to me is you know uh we work for uh cj hutchins with his team and what's crazy to me is if we did something like that, like let's say we did race for the 2020 season and we weren't parked right now, if people would be like going crazy, if, if we showed up and someone else had our number on their car and CJ drove every once in a while or blah, 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 like even the slightest little bit of anything like that happening, the people would be up in arms and just losing their minds. So um, I don't know if it's, I, I it's not favoritism. It it really isn't. I think I think they did their due diligence. They went to and Desert before the season started, asked if this was okay, and and Desert just said, "All right, cool, like whatever." And you know, and that happens in Sonora a lot too. Is you don't get a whole lot of, um, you know, pushback. Yeah, you don't get a whole lot of pushback like you do in, you know, the higher tier series, like score. Score's not going to let you get away with anything. And Best in Desert's one step down and stuff like that. So it's a little less of a family feel, which is a negative thing. But
1: No, and I understand <sighs> that. I believe Kenny Freeman ran 1601 for probably like four or five years without running the championship at 1600. Right. So I don't know if that's just because – he's the boss and that's how it goes. So yeah, cool, and but what?
0: well, I've had a bunch of people ask me um since I'm race director for Snore, um I've had a bunch of people ask me like can we run the number 1? We just we won last year. And I'm like, yeah. Can we run a red plate? Yeah. Can we run 1600? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you won the championship, you can run 1600 or right. you can run 700 if you win 7S or you can, you know, run 1400 if you're 1450 like that's your choice. Like you won, you should yeah. be able to run the number you know that that shows that you're the highest tier in that class. Like, yeah,
1: you should represent the class
0: exactly. And it, it's like you watch AMA Supercross, and these guys are out here. They have a red plate every week. Whoever's leading the points, so right? It, it I would like out. to. I would like to see that because I think it would create a little bit more animosity, raise the stakes. I think people would be talking more about who's leading the points every week, and it would make people pay attention more to how you get points or you know your your, your hardest. Like oh what can I do to get extra points or who do I have to beat to stay in the points lead and stuff? Right, I and think it, that would I think that would add a cool aspect to desert racing that and short course racing to be honest too that that we don't have right
1: and then the week to week just having going for the championship points for a week maybe if it's just your it's, it's a race you do better and you're able to get the red plate for the next race it's, it's a, it means a little bit more
0: right I think yeah I think it would up the um potential for uh how do you say it uh a little bit more competition from a week to week basis because guys kind of just show up and they're like all right i'm gonna finish every week make sure i cross the finish line and hopefully my results are good enough and wait till the end and see where we're at not me dog i'm i'm going for it i i mean i want to be the points leader all season and at the end so um i think that'd be cool to do um we should definitely think about that um in the future trying to get some stuff going. Um, if we have our hands in, in opportunities to do so, um, I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, I would like to get more into the desert racing series and the local stuff, but, um, I think for right now, we should transition the King of Hammers cause it's most relevant. Um, I know you might not have a whole lot of notes on this, and frankly, I don't either. Um, I just want to get the conversation going because I've got some people asking about it. And uh, I'm just going to run down the the most current entry list I could potentially drum up from uh, the King of Hammers website and uh, Gistics Facebook page is, uh, I'm going to do one by one. Um, I'm going to try and go as you know fast as I can, as seamless as I can. And, and I think we should talk a little bit about each person if we can. Um, first one on the list, and this is not in the order that they're going to qualify. I don't have that fish just list. I can't, he he's that's 400 posts back on Facebook. I can't find yeah, it. And-, and on race desert, I can't find it on that one. So if you go into race desert, um, right now they have an active, uh, thread on their forum about the under desert racing about the king of hammers um, and they are uh, essentially just creating a, a forum of conversation uh, for all the people who can and can't be there and and all the drama and the, and all that and a couple months ago uh, fish gistics posted the odds um, and not the odds let me say that again the point system for it the was past three years to create the starting order for this rate for the qualifying. right? Over
1: all the series, every race, yep. everybody. It so it kind of created hurt some feelings,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um,
1: it was a it was an ego killer for sure for a lot
0: of people, but um, essentially, fish logistics has this uh formula to basically rank every trophy truck driver who's entered any registered trophy truck race in, uh, the trophy truck class in the past three years. So that's score, um, best in the desert and the last King of Hammers race, the snore and more series do not register yet. Um, hopefully we can get those series up to, uh, the standard that they're looking for to be able to be registered for this. But, um, so, right now, we have uh, Annie McMillan is uh, entered for this race. Um, not a whole lot has changed with his truck from what I know. I know he changed a little bit of stuff up front. He got rid of lights and added some windbreaker plates. Um, I don't really know exactly their thought process behind it. Uh, they got a lot of smart guys over there at Mason helping him out. Uh, full prep over at Mason. I believe Brad Bintema is prepping that.
1: Uh, You're better knowledge uh, of that
0: than I am. D- don't put a stamp on that. That's not approved. Um he released he is running the Kobe number plate. I don't know if you saw that, RJ, but he has oh. a number plate on his truck. It's got the number 24 with the Lakers uh background, the Lakers font. Oh, that's pretty jersey. cool. Yeah, so I think it's a cool tribute to uh the late Kobe Bryant. Um, as I'm not going to get into that on this show, we're a couple, we're, we're, we're late to the party on this podcast news, but, um, as everybody knows, uh, he was tragically killed, um, with his daughter and some family friends that were, uh, almost an entire family, I believe, uh, went down in a, uh, helicopter crash two weeks ago. Um, shocked everybody. It shocked everybody, whether you liked uh, basketball or not. Um, it kind of seemed like you knew him. So he's been around our whole lives, and uh so I think it's really cool that Andy Mcmillan uh did that um next time i'm gonna have a little bit uh better notes on who's riding with who and who's prepping what um so I apologize for that but um, I could tell you who's riding with Rob, <laughs> yeah, we know who's riding with rob he's on my list we'll get to that <laughs> um next on my list is uh <laughs> the the great b j baldwin oh, okay. um James Dean is actually prepping his stuff at his shop. We just brought him up in mm-hmm. this podcast. Sorry, James, for the for the immediate uh, shots fired <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. But, you know, we got to keep it light and fun. So we got BJ Baldwin. Don't really know a whole lot about his program. Don't really know what he's changed with his truck. I know he's been trying different transmissions. He keeps it and pretty engine. secret
1: or tries to. Yeah, anyways. yeah.
0: He keeps it on the down low. Um, hopefully we see him uh, find some luck because he's had some bad luck. uh it makes people wonder where his drive is at right now. And uh, I think that's for another episode um, to see really where he's at. Cause I think we could go for hours on, on things yeah. like that and where drivers are there mm-hmm. in their uh, careers right now. So um, BJ Baldwin next up is Bobby Pecoy. I don't know if you're familiar with Bobby Pecoy, but uh, he is teammates with Cameron Steele. Um, don't have a whole lot of information on him. Is uh, he uh, the person who actually owns the trucks? or No. Okay. No. Um, Desert Assassins kind of owns them. I believe that's a Mike Kraft deal. Right. Kraft okay. Father. Um, like, everything I'm saying on this show, you kind of guess got to take with a grain of salt. That's, because I'm yeah, just I wasn't down sure. Rough notes. But, uh, yeah, Bobby Pecoy is a teammate. Um, he's been riding and driving uh, their 6100s back in the day. Mm-hmm. I believe he helped Cameron drive the that 7S truck or that 7 truck that they have? The um,
1: yeah, I think his wife
0: drives it most of the time now. Okay. So we got Bobby Picoy. Next up is uh, – I'm pulling for these guys. We got the Serapis brothers. We got <laughs> Brett and Christian uh, in their mason. Brand new livery. Brand new sponsorship released today. Them boys join the white girl club. That thing has got white claw all over it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what they say, no laws with the claws.
0: Hey, when you're drinking them claws, baby, we all know. So, um, I'm excited to see where they're at. They can keep that truck together. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I think it's, it's going to be fun. I think even though we're low on truck counts, I think this, this race is really going to be interesting. Um, next on my list is Bryce Menzies. This is a, this is an interesting one. He, uh, parked the Hughesman truck, um, Got his brand new four wheel drive Mason truck yep. done. Limited testing time. They haven't well, had it done for a while.
1: Those Masons are pretty much turnkey key right now. Aren't they? Damn near out of the box. Yeah, damn so, near out of the box. I, so, did, and with Bryce's program, you know they're going to have the best of the best, no matter what. Yep. So I don't think they should be really be overly worried.
0: Yep. Uh, they picked up. I. I think – I'm pretty sure he's full-time now, but they uh, got Jesse Heisey on that team, um, which is a – that's a big step in the right direction. He's a smart dude, uh, started off in snowcross, did a lot of uh, short-course stuff, and now he's uh, with Bryce. Guy's got a great head on his shoulders, uh, smart some bitch. let me tell you that. Um, Next uh, on my list is Cameron Steele, and – Man, it's tough to say anything positive or negative about him. Uh, I think he's going to go good. He can keep a good pace. Um, I don't know if he can run with, uh, like, I don't know if he can run with Menzies if the truck don't break.
1: I don't think he has the speed to run with any of these guys, to be completely honest. Right. uh. Um, He's got
0: a lot, he's got a million miles, but no, he does. I just yeah, don't I, know if he
1: has the vision or. Most of these guys also raced uh, this this race last year, so they have a little bit of familiarity with the course. Mm-hmm. So, they have a little bit of advantage over him in that way as well.
0: <clears throat> right. Uh,
1: next on my list
0: is <laughs> Mister Sixty Nine himself, Dan McMillan. <laughs> um, brand new, brand new.
1: Well, do Not to him. so
0: brand new. Yeah. Mason truck. Um. He bought – I believe Jesse Jones owned it, and that was the truck that Toby Price ran uh, at the Baja 1000 this year. And it went off the trailer from Mexico directly to Dan's shop, dropped off, ripped apart, prepped. And I think I think he's one to watch, um, Mr. Fourth Place. Yeah,
1: solid fourth place guarantee.
0: Yeah, I think he's one to watch um, – I'll skip down. I put Luke McMillan farther down on my list because I'm an idiot. So, um I'll group those two together. They just signed a deal with Four Wheel Parts. They got a brand new wraps on those trucks. Uh Dan McMillan is no longer 23. He's number 17. So, hopefully uh new number, new truck, new livery should uh get rid, the, get rid of the get rid of the the juju that he's got going on that that it wasn't good, it wasn't bad. Um it was bad enough to take down his old truck, sadly. So um let's uh keep an eye out for them. His brother, Luke McMillan, past winter, won it last year. It's I don't care if only six trucks finish the race. He 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 went the distance. Yeah, he, he he completed won. the all the miles uh at a good pace. Um and he won. He took home a big check for a hundred grand. Um, I think he's gonna be He's going to be ready to back to back it. Um, that doesn't always work out. Um, there's very low success rates on back to backs on huge races like this.
1: Yeah, but it's a very limited field, so it's not not like he has to race through 20, 30 vehicles. He right. has to race against 10 other people. Yep. So um, then on my list, not a whole lot of people know this guy,
0: Eric Husted. He's got uh, good speed. Um, I don't know if he's got the budget that these other guys do. I don't think he does, but he's got good, good speed, good guy, pretty smart. Um, so I would keep an eye on him. He's one of those guys. He could be like a John Walker where he just hangs out all day and just you never know where he's at, and all of a sudden he's there at the end if he can keep the, the, the tail end of the, the pace. Um, next on my list is Jack's red line. Um, young kid. Real young kid. Uh, I believe he's 15 years old. I don't know. Shiny truck. I believe he's 15 years old. He's got a nice-looking truck. Um, if this is the same guy I'm thinking about, uh, this kid can drive. Yep. He can wheel. Um, it makes me feel bad because he's way younger than I am, and, and he can out-drive me like crazy. So, um, Jack's red line showed up to Parker.
1: Did good for a while. I believe he broke towards the end of the race. But... Uh, well, I mean, we ha- I have his uh, lap time. Everybody's lap times printed out right here. But uh, he was doing all right. Looks like he had a little trouble on that first lap. But uh, similar lap times to everybody else on the other two laps. Um, unfortunately, it looks like he had a disqualification. But um, would have finished. Looks like in the top 15 for that race. Yikes.
0: Um, I believe that disqualification was for getting outside assistance from his crew. Uh, that's tough. That's real tough to do. Um, if he did finish that race and got disqualified and got kicked out, you better have a talk with your team because that stuff will hurt you 10 out of 10 times, man. That is
1: tough. To yeah, I deal with. I could be mistaken, but I think this was the uh, chrome truck that came with came across the line the axle halfway out uh-huh. half the end of the race. <laughs> well, uh that's not good, but uh uh he's going to have to
0: regroup. Um I don't even know 100% if he's going to show up to this race mm-hmm. because there's limited media um at this race. They have a live stream, but they don't uh, there's no cell service out there. It's a freaking i mean it's a desert but there there's nothing there, no, there's isn't. fucking nothing there so, You would think with
1: the uh, the amount of people that come out there they would put something like a temporary well, tower or something
0: somebody there. better call dave cole and get a cell phone tower put up there you <laughs> know maybe his, uh
1: his number is on race desert if anybody's interested <laughs> give,
0: give him a ring. call
1: give him yeah. a call i know
0: my buddy eric minx is out there doing a lot of media a lot of shoots right now and uh every once in a while i gets to just a, a Glimmer of hope on his cell phone and and he shoots everything out on Facebook. So um, that being said, very, very minimal research we can do on this right now because we have an entry list and we've got a couple hearsays and we've got a couple videos. But other than that, if we're not there, man, it's tough to really do a full report. Um, Next up is beef, baby. Justin (laughs) Lofton. All right. This dude is fat. I mean, he's fast. I don't, I don't give a shit what anybody says. This dude is fast. Yep. He's, an, he's an insane human being behind the wheel. That, that comment, though, that being said, he can't always keep his stuff together. So he doesn't have a whole lot of good luck. He's got a smart team, smart guys behind him. His dad, Bob, races class one. Very, very smart human beings. They're super nice. They'll do anything for you. Um, he comes from the Craftsman Truck days. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a little bit of everything. He's done some stadium super truck stuff. Did well in that. Um, he uh, he was a class one guy before he moved to trophy truck as well. Yep, yep. Uh, did very well in the class ones.
1: Yep. Um, Big. Moved up to the
0: the trophy truck. I'm not sure what truck he's running this time. He's got two of them. Um, <clears throat> all I know is that he's selling some beef down there, <laughs> trying to get money for true true. that guy's selling them by the herds Mm. to be affordable. oh no doubt everybody knows the same team I mean you're talking you're talking million dollar trucks and half a million dollar programs to run a season and running the big five it's a big deal
1: so um he's just hustling cattle like just hustling yeah well there is some big money behind some of these big races this year so yeah absolutely better payback for the the big guys are anyway yep um so that's something to look at yep
0: we'll get into that as soon as we're done with the king of hammers we'll touch on the, the triple crown and the uh past parker race last weekend um i'll just run through this uh real quick last couple on our list raul gomez um he's a uh he's actually a ultra four guy um it's I, he's going to run his ultra four car in it if it's survives. If he wants to take the chance, I think he ran the race today. Uh, I can't remember the name of that. They have like 19 races this weekend, dude. I can't (laughs) keep track. Uh, the one that Brad Lovell just won today, um, which good for him. Good friend of mine. Used to, uh, wrench on his pro two, um, smart dude. Uh, he's got his crew chief, Jake Arbiter, um, stays at the house here every once in a while when they come out and test, um, good friend of mine, great dude. Glad they're getting that program back where they want to be. Um, and another win for that car, that car has raced, that chassis has raced 15 King of Hammers alone and, uh, various other events all across the country. Um, he's got gr- big things happening with Ford coming soon. Um, but Jake, man, Jake is, he's the man. He just you 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 tell him you need something done and he'll he'll drop whatever he's doing to help you real smart uh went to the Ohio School of Engineering um great dude um next on my list is uh I'm going to skip one actually I'm going to leave that one for last so next on my list is Harley Lettner he was not previously on the list um probably to make sure that everything went well at Parker mm-hmm. um which you have the results. We'll get into that later, but um, Harley Lettner is going to be one to keep it. Like that, that, it goes back to the same thing. If you can keep the truck together, you're you're always going to do well in every race that you do. But this race, the finishing rate of last year was horrendous. It was dis- it, it it was just absolutely gut-wrenching to see six trucks cross the line under their own power yeah. that's insane to and me i believe it was 25 that started i believe so yes so you know that the, you know that johnson valley is hard to do you, it it it's narrow it's tight it's twisty it opens up there's rocks there's drop-offs it's
1: dusty you're I mean, able to go is... fast but you, you got to be careful because <laughs> the... those rocks are right there
0: yeah and and this race i mean a race like this is hardly letting there's race to lose i think um He's gonna qualify good. Um, what makes this race so interesting is they qualify at eight o'clock Pacific time tomorrow morning. Their race starts at ten o'clock Pacific time sure. tomorrow morning. So if something happens in qualifying, or if you're if you're thinking, yeah, it, "Oh, I'm gonna set up for qualifying," you better have the manpower and time to get that thing ready to go
1: to set up for the actual race right and you may not push as hard in qualifying right just so you're you're able to get to the race
0: right unless your name's harley Lettner. I, I don't know
1: kevin thompson's a big guy he, he tells me what <laughs> to do i'm gonna do it <laughs> good point good point um but i think um no matter where he
0: qualifies i think it's his race to win um as long as that truck stays together um The last on my list, and there might be more, there might be less. Nope, just kidding. Robbie Gordon. Let's talk about Robbie Gordon real quick. Is Robbie actually showing up? I I mean, is he? Well, he showed up to Parker, 425 qualifying. Right. Paid his entire entry fee, all the insurance and everything, just so he could qualify to use that qualifying as a shakedown for King of Hammers is what he reported. That's what he said. Okay. So he shows up, qualifies, qualifies fourth, not bad, because everybody's got to remember, he just cut the front of that truck apart. That truck's uh, almost as old as we
1: are. After he just kind of ripped the
0: front end of the truck apart. Yeah. Cuts it apart. Designs his own four-wheel drive system. I think he had some help with Weddle. Not, I can't disclose anything more than that. Um, got some help with Weddle. Built a whole new engine for it. Um, redesigned the entire front geometry. Took it out, was trying to get it done for the Baja 1000 this year, and wadded it. Yeah, I am talking fucking yard sale, dude. It, there was pieces everywhere. Um, thankfully, him and the co-driver walked away. No injuries. Everything was fine. Um, they hustled their asses to get that thing done for the Baja 1000. Just couldn't make it. Smart move, though. Very smart move to just keep that thing at home mm-hmm. and, and and park it. Um, Got it ready, got it together for Parker 425, qualified fourth out of a, a decent lineup. Um, he was faster than a lot of guys there with the truck with minimal testing on it. Um, goofy front rims on that thing, but we'll get to that. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's probably going to be there. Um, last one on my list is Rob McCathrin. Um If you are Kenny Freeman or anyone born in Wisconsin or Minnesota or Michigan, his name is Rob McCracken. And uh, some of the listeners out there will get that um, reference to Rob McCracken back in his short course days. Man, he was fast up at Park River. But um, he is the man. I mean, how do, you, how do you sit here and say Rob Mack is not the man? He's not the guy to beat out of everybody that we just went through. Right. Yeah, no, he's the guy to beat at every single race. He, he enters. and and you're ignorant if you don't worry about him at some point because he is insane. He's insane. Mm-hmm. We know. Uh, we know the guy that rides with him, Brian Lopez. Um, I've heard so many stories from tons of people that have ridden with him, and it's just insane what you endure as a co-driver for yeah. him because. He'll drive 110, 150 miles an hour through dust. Can't see a thing. He'll just drive right through it. Um, that's crazy. I mean, that's insane. So, I, you got to keep your eye on Rob Mack um, as long as nothing breaks, and that's that's going to be the telltale
1: sign. Is how well can these guys keep their equipment together? Yeah, uh, I also was curious to see how like the difference between the two wheel drive versus the four wheel drive vehicles.
0: And aren't we wait? We're waiting for that every race. Yeah, but this is definitely one of those races that there's probably
1: going to be a definitive answer. Oh, Um, yeah,
0: hopefully. I I mean, we hope because, I I mean, I
1: thought I was going to see it at Parker because Parker gets soft and sandy. Yeah, Um, we both kind of thought we were going to see it at the 1,000 before it became the shit show that it became. Yeah. especially in that rocky section, 580 to the finish. That's... And not to mention
0: the eight feet of rain we got while we were down there. That's I true. thought
1: for sure four-wheel
0: drive was just going to take it over. because, right. I mean, I've been around almost every mile of that course that we ran this year, and I I just thought there's no way that a four-wheel drive can't just definitively whoop everybody's ass.
1: Right, just be easy.
0: Yeah, and it didn't happen. I mean, RCRO – didn't kill everybody, but he won. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one or two four wheel drives in the top four or five or six or something. I, I don't really remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we've been waiting for a while since these four wheel drives got popular, um, to see a definitive answer. And, and, and we just haven't seen one yet.
1: No. And it goes back and forth. It seems pretty definitive qualifying. And then in the race, it's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. So, um, it'd be interesting to see with the rocks and the hills and and the fast sections, if there's, if it definitely, if they, they become better than the other, other. Right. Um, so before we transition to our next thing,
0: no free ads here, but, um, do yourself a favor and go to the King of hammers website and watch the live feed tomorrow morning. If you can, while you're sitting at your desk, not doing what your boss wants you to do. Um, just, just, just watch it. Um, it's a little bit different. I know. Uh, hopefully, I'll have some short course guys listening to this that haven't seen stuff like that before. Um, take a look. Um, just, just watch it. It's, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, King of Hammers does a very good job on their live feed. I their give their
1: live feed that. is is very good. Yeah.
0: So, um, give it a try. Uh, scope it out. Um, and yeah, I mean that's all I have on King of Hammers. Do you have anything else? Not really? Cool. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, let's move on to the next part. Um, Parker 425 happened. Um, yeah, let's kind of get into that. So,
1: I mean, the big news is Justin – wow. I mean, it's not even really big brain, news. Brain fart. That Justin Lofton won the whole thing. No,
0: Voss. Uh Oh, sorry. We're both. Wow. We're, yeah, our brains are fried after a long day. Yeah. So uh, Jason Boss won it overall first overall,
1: did. first trophy truck,
0: twenty-five grand in his pocket. Yep. First triple crown event of the Best in Desert series. Very smart of them to do that, because I mean, as sad as it is, we all know that these guys aren't running for points in individual. Uh, series anymore they're they're chasing a big five or a big four or big six that they can afford
1: or, or just
0: you know the, the races that they want that they, that's fun for them yep. or on the other hand sponsorships mm-hmm. what's what what kind of media outlet are you getting right, would you exactly. rather go race um caliente the snore race because it's fun or would you rather go to uh uh like Vegas Reno, because there's lot, there's TV right, you know what I mean, which they're they're both fun in their own aspects. Calieni's fun because it's it's loose, it's relaxed, it's slow paced, it's more of a family event it's you're down here, we're out of Vegas mm-hmm. we're down here, it's a hundred fucking sixteen degrees out. We go out to Calieni and it's, it's seventy, 80. yeah, you know, and you're in a T-shirt and you're relaxing, having a good time. We're Vegas Torino, August right before Crandon. And it's 112 to 120 degrees the entire race, all the way from right. Beatty to Reno. So, And,
1: and Callion is the fast-paced race that, that Vegas-Torino is. It's right. 250 miles. It's four laps. Yeah, It's no a lap race. So yeah. it's, it's pretty simple race. Yeah.
0: So Parker, on the other hand, a lot. Of, I don't know how familiar a lot of people are with Parker. Um, it's got a lot of different terrain. Um, it's got sand washes that get deep. Uh, and are long. It's got hard pack. Uh, it's got some mud. Sometimes we've seen uh, it's got graded roads running through those uh, water retentions. Um, you hit a little black top. So you see it all yep. and it's three different laps, three <laughs> different lengths except for the asphalt. Everything changes. Exactly. So, um, that's, it, it's, it's crazy. It, it's one of my favorites. It's one of our team's favorites. Um, Everyone I talk to loves that race because it's so different. It's so – you have to be so versatile to do well there. Um, so Voss just I, – I mean, I don't want to make any bold statements, but this is the next big thing. This is the guy. I mean, this is the guy to beat. He, he spent so much time and effort and energy and money into this program to make sure it not, – not to make sure it's 90%. To make sure it's 112%. Mm-hmm. So, he no one has a chance to touch him.
1: It is pretty clear. Even in the laps and the finish times. He finished, looks, looks like, like, 30 minutes at a graph. Wow. Wow.
0: And he's on a roll, too. Because he went to Laughlin. The last race of the Best in Desert Series last year. And smoked everybody.
1: Yeah, he uh, was leading by five minutes. Got a flat got tire. A flat tire. Changed <laughs> it on course. <laughs> did lose a position. Yeah. It's and, and still won the weekend. Yeah. That's so it, insane. Just, it just shows how fast he's going, yeah. how fast how fast his program actually is. Yeah.
0: I, they were making shock changes from day one to day two and like yeah, they already won by five minutes the first day. And, and, so. and
1: to win the championship or to like they just needed to finish mm-hmm. or they they needed somebody else to not finish. Right. And they, they would have won the championship. Which is unfortunate, unfortunate that the other person finished, yeah, but they weren't able to clinch it.
0: But, but hey, Jeff Turzo, yeah, I mean another great guy, great guy. U Theory program getting better over the years, um, but gotta give it up to him. He did what he needed to do all year to win that championship. <laughs> so hats off to him. Um, what else do we have for the Parker four twenty
1: five? Kyle Jurgensen in the six 6- sixty one seventy three truck,
0: Camberg Kinetic
1: Team. Yeah, he finished third overall, first in class, but just goes to show you that the 6100 trucks are, are forced to be reckoned with. Um, they're racing with a new 525 program, yep. right? So that's 525 horsepower across the board for all these trucks versus maybe 900 to 1,000 for a trophy truck. Right. And he's, he's the third car to finish.
0: Right. Well, and what people got to understand is that they let the they let 6100s go to underdrives and going to an underdrive <clears throat> makes all the difference going from okay for example you've got a 525 horsepower motor going into a turbo 400 transmission that your first second third gear are this ratio this ratio this ratio and then it goes to a drive shaft and then that goes directly into the third member mm-hmm. which is its own ratio right so that final drive when you're in third gear hauling the mail is is a ratio, right? Well, when you put the underdrive in there, now you can split it, right? So it's you can get the same amount of work done without working as hard. Right. So you're you're putting more steps in, right? You try to walk up a hill, that sucks. Try to walk up a hill with stairs, that's better. The more steps you put into the entire powertrain system, the easier it is for the engine to work. And the the faster your average speed goes up. Yeah. And now they're on 40 inch tires that can handle the same holes as the trophy trucks. They, the, the Herps truck, I know for a fact, the Herps truck is
1: damn near the same as the Herps trophy truck. Yeah. To the point where you can just change a motor out and be basically running a trophy truck. Right. Which even at this point, is it that necessary mm-hmm. to cut the motor out? Yeah. I, I,
0: I would like to see someone go down to Mexico um, and enter their 6100 as a 6100 in the trophy truck class because I think Mexico gives the, the broadest range of terrain um, and it, it, it has some long runs. So I'd like to see what a really good driver like Kyle Jurgensen can do in that truck because he's so consistent. Every race, he's con- just consistently better than everyone else. Or Brock right. Hager, for example. Yeah. Put them in that sixty-one hundred and let them let him start with the trophy trucks, and 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 go. So, since you have um, the lap times there, mm-hmm. can you see um, the Alexander truck that Jordan Poole
1: is in? Sixty. 60- and there's a lot of sixty ones.
0: Yeah. I don't really remember the driver record. Um, the reason uh, if – here, let me see that sheet. So the reason why I'm asking is because um, Brock Hager got into that truck at some point. Right. So I just was curious if we could see his lap
1: times. And I, if, if you just go through there, I don't see – unless you're Jason boss, I don't see a one-hour lap time on anybody.
0: I, I believe it's Hancock. I believe the second place in 6,100, Ryan Hancock, 6,118, I believe is the, the one that um, Heger got in at some point. And I don't know what lap that was, but we're looking at a 2,18, 2,29, 2,24. I mean,
1: <clears throat>
0: these 6,100s are doing 2,10s. Like, Jurgensen's fast lap is a 2,10 in a 6,100. That's That's crazy. I mean, that's...
1: But you can also see how fast the the course changes, right. lap to lap, two ten, two twenty six in, in a lap. Yeah.
0: So it has because it gets hammered. I yeah. mean, that's those are cars, cars swallowing holes. Well, and that's a negative to these bigger tires. Is these bigger tires make bigger holes and slow the races down? But I mean, I've had a lot of talks, you know, with with Kenny Freeman, who's like the OG of this desert stuff, and. He says, you got to slow these races down. Otherwise, cars don't live, and then they can't come back to the next race. And now it's getting to the point where <clears throat> they're just plowing through holes, and, yeah, stuff breaks, but they'll, they'll be at the next race. They'll spend the
1: money. Yeah. Well, you got, you got teams spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a 16 car, right. and, and they want to go 100, 110 miles an hour. Right. And that's just insane. Six yeah. inches of travel. In a sixteen hundred CC motor. Right. They're going a hundred miles an hour. Right. So, um the
0: other thing I wanna I want to talk about with Parker is uh this Connor McMullen kid. And he races class ten. He's got uh he's sponsored by get the dot com. Uh pff, this kid is an animal. He's he's in a Lumacraft um this kid is an animal. I I don't even know how to, it it makes me like, it's a loss of words because he, Justin Davis showed up to, to rage at the river this year in his single seat car that is specifically built for battle at permanent rage at the river. And, and Justin is in my opinion and probably not anybody else's, Justin Davis is probably single-handedly one of the most talented drivers in our age, like in our time. And you can't really compare it to a Rob Mack or, you know, any of these big-name guys because he hasn't had the time to get in a truck, in a trophy truck, and go, like, rub elbows with these guys.
1: Right, and those guys don't race Class 10 or Class 1 anyways. Right. Um, so you don't even have that comparison. Right. So it's, it's, and seeing,
0: just seeing him drive at the level and the pace that he does and keep his stuff together, it, I, I mean, yeah, Connor McMullen beat him at Rage at the River, right? Because Connor McMullen was on the gas the entire race. On the gas. Like... On the edge. Blaine Conrad tried it, and you could see his skid plate more than his number plate, so...
1: That oh, tells yeah, you exactly. we've all seen that video of him going through the uh, oh, moon bumps. That po- thing going went off. viral. Yeah, Poe off the front bumper how many times? Three, Th- four times? three
0: times before it was safe, and I and <laughs> just I, I just can't believe it. So, so Justin Davis ran a clean clean race all weekend. Good laps, good lap times, and he just just couldn't keep up with Connor. I, I and and I, there's a lot of people out there saying, "Well, how is that possible?" He's He's got big tires and and he must be cheating or something or blah, 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 blah. I think he just doesn't have any personal regard for his own safety and just drives the freaking wheels off off that thing. He's got a million miles in the car. They test all the time. He knows what it's going to do or what it's not going to do. He'll hold that thing wide open until his foot falls off. Yeah. He has no regard for his own life sometimes. Exactly. And you also have to realize that momentum is a big part of this because yeah. he won the race before. He he won at uh, the, the Best in Desert Laughlin race. Right. He won at Rage at the River. Now he just won again at the Parker 425. And he had the overall fastest time in the, the Friday limited race. This, this kid is on a roll. And, and you know… I don't really want to talk about a get-off because I think you go really fast until you have a bad get-off and then you start to get smart. And I don't think he's had one yet. And, and hopefully he doesn't have one. You know, I, I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt or anything. But I, I, he's, he, he, he's, 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 get, he's lucky, right? He's lucky. I've seen a lot of his close calls, yeah. especially at the snore races. But he's good. He, he is a good driver. He's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he knows his limit right now.
1: The second he moves so up to diff, a, a bigger, different car, car. It, it might be a different, different story. Because right. I think the, the, the amount of testing, testing and the seat time he has in that vehicle, it just goes to show that he, he can catch it in almost any situation. situation. He, he right. can correct it and get out of it just because he knows how it's going to react and knows that car so well. Right. If the second you start changing that, he's either going to start going slower until he regains that confidence in the vehicle or, or he's, he's going to wad that vehicle because he's going to think it's going to react the same. Right.
0: And, you know, I would like to see Justin Davis get into an Illumicraft like that, a brand-new Illumicraft, and, and, and just have a one-on-one or, you know, you know what I mean, to see their driving style differences because Justin is so – He's just smooth. He he just he picks good lines, and uh, <clears throat> he knows what he's doing behind the wheel. But the car that he has, I don't, I don't know. Like at Rage with the River, that's a whole different story because those holes get so big, right. and you have to have basketball-sized nuts to, to go through stuff. And I don't know if his car's heavy enough. I don't think it has the travel that the Illumicrafts do.
1: But yeah, it just might not work as good as different cars work different ways. Right, exactly. So I would be interested to see that.
0: Um, or I'd like to see Connor get into something with a little bit more speed and see how his uh, patience and uh, abilities come into play. Because once you step in a Class 1 car, that's a whole different animal. So, that's, the kid's fast, man. I mean, it's just, it's what yeah. it is. <laughs> I don't know how. He's, he's on the edge for sure. It scares the hell off of me, dude. I watched some of this in-car from the Best in the Desert race at uh, Laughlin last year and I was like, dude, you're insane. He, I mean, he just, he kept pulling on Wheeler Morgan. And, and granted, Wheeler, Wheeler's car, some would say is great, some would say isn't. Um, Wheeler's fast as hell. I mean, that dude can wheel too. And he, he just, he started taking him to Gapplebee's, gave him the whole menu. So, um, yeah, I mean, we got uh, 10 minutes left. So, um, I mean, what else do you want to tackle? I think we pretty much covered everything on the Park 425 that's somewhat relevant to our knowledge and stuff. I mean, I don't want to start talking about stuff that I don't really know, you know? No,
1: uh, I mean, just for the Class 1 entries for that race, I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, there was only nine cars entered. Uh, Yikes. 18 cars entered yeah. last year. Yeah. So, just so,
0: so, where are all these Class 1s going? I mean, are they parking them or... Uh, Are they thinking about racing other stuff so they're skipping this one or I mean if anything, if our car was ready and and we were ready to go racing, this would have been the one to do it because I mean Parker's so much fun and and there's there was good money on the line. I mean, could have took home probably ten, fifteen grand, because I mean, when we show up to a best in desert race, we have an opportunity to run with the trophy times. And the fact that that sixty one hundred got in top, got in third place, kind of kind of makes you wonder, like, man, if we went down there and had a clean weekend, what
1: would have happened? Um, nothing's for sure, nothing's certain, right? Well, um, I mean. Uh, we we did beat Jason Voss last year at the 425. Yep. he was the last physical furnish, finisher, and, and we were the second, second to last. last. winning's winning. winning <laughs> if, that's, if that's how you want to look at it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know where they're going. Um. I saw that Brandon Bailey was there. Um. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, they've been yep. doing nothing but Mexico lately, so it's cool to see them come
1: up to a, a states race and yep. and and, and it out. Curious if he's going to run the whole championship or if he's just going for the triple crown or what he's looking at for, for the season.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: the stronghold does goofy stuff like that, man. They'll just show up to stuff and just run it
0: without it. Like, lately, they've been just hammering out Mexico races. Um, uh, we'll see. Um, I think that uh, that's a good program to bet on to win a points championship in Best in Desert. Um, I also don't want to count out uh, Joe David because Joe David... Uh, had some tough luck last year, part um, failure wise, um, goofy incidents during mm-hmm. the race wise. Um, huh? <laughs> by the grace of, of Jesus Christo, he won the Ridgecrest race and overalled it. Yeah. Um, and and by the way, overalled it against all the rock donkeys that <laughs> showed up to that fucking race too. So, um, good for him. He
1: drove the last eight miles with his ignition
0: switch because he didn't, he couldn't take his foot off the throttle. Yeah. So. Well, he
1: actually, I mean, third, third class, thirty-eighth uh, overall. They did have some issues throughout the day, obviously with with the ignition switch. Um, but that's a, that's a better start to the year than he did last year. Right. Um, qualified first class one. Yep. So that's, that's improving from last year. Yep. So it's, it's looking, f- we're looking forward to seeing how he does this year in the championship.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm excited to just see how this thing plays out. Being able to not rate because we're not racing it. It'll be nice to kind of like just watch it develop and see what happens. Yeah. Um, cause you get so caught up in it when you're, when you're racing for a championship, you're so dialed on trying to win it that, uh, you don't really get to pay attention to all this other stuff, so, and that's what I'm really excited about this this podcast stuff is that we can sit down and go through everything, you know. And like I said earlier, you know, we're just talking about racing on this episode, but we are going to have an episode part two with sports, and that's going to be primarily uh, NFL, NHL. Um, we're we're in hockey mode right now, so it's going to be heavy on the hockey. But uh, we're also going to do esports, um, some game stuff. I know we'll be talking about uh, new games coming up, the new PlayStation 5, the new Xbox, um, all kinds of stuff like that, Um, but today we just wanted to focus on racing, um, give give people a little taste of something different because there's a million sports podcasts out there and there's not a whole lot of uh, desert racing, short course racing uh, podcasts, so we want to hammer that pretty good and and give you guys um, a lot of information that... Hopefully you don't already know, or if you do already know, you just want to hear us talk stupid about it for a while. But, um, I will be getting pretty heavy into the, the short course stuff coming up here soon. Um, because I'm doing a full season with a, uh, Kevin Honograph in his pro two and the Schwabies, uh, Ryan and Scott in their pro buggy. And then my dad, uh, Joe Jorgensen will be running a light buggy, uh, full season in short course. um, I don't I have, have any plans, any plans on, on desert, desert right, right now. now. Um, I don't know what our team is going to do. Um, we're just kind of hanging out for right now and they're focusing on their business. And uh, what else do we have? We got snore. Um, I'm still the snore race director. Um, I'll be doing that for this year. At least we'll see where that goes. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I think That's the same for both of us on that part. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It gets pretty tough when you're trying to have a full-time job. And like me, I have, you know, four or five full-time jobs trying to do all these race teams and, stuff like that so it gets pretty tough to balance it all out but uh you know we have plenty of time we're adding a podcast to our schedule so we we must be bored right
1: yeah, I mean it just comes down to it's hard to put effort into something when when all the racers get mad at you for just trying to do your best. Yeah. Yeah, and that's they tough. don't they don't quite understand what goes into it sometimes. So oh, maybe right. we can, we can bring to light some of that with this. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and remember no
0: free ads. We're not yeah. we're not supporting Snore until they they help us out. Just kidding. But uh yeah, um uh, no, honestly, I I hope this podcast does a lot of stuff for them. Like you said, um Maybe they can sit down and listen to this and realize all the stuff that we go through, the thirty thousand emails, the the can't get anybody to vote on stuff because they, they're busy with full time jobs. Right. How do you get voting done and, and running How through you- bylaw work and you have to work off the bylaws and the rule books and this guy and the race director can call the shots on Saturday but not on Sunday. So you've got you got this unorganized chain of command that is actually organized, you know. Right.
1: And then just going through all the research and nonsense for rule changes and all that other stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things that go into racing behind the scenes, and, and a lot of people don't see that. Yeah, for so. sure. No, absolutely. Um,
0: man, I mean, we got about five minutes here. Is there anything else you want to hammer out real quick before we hop off here as I'm enjoying my cool – Cold, refreshing bush light. No free ads, by the way. I just really enjoy bush light.
1: No. I mean, I got my feelings out with the James G- <laughs> thing at the top. I could have said a little bit better, but you know, those—that's how I feel.
0: Well, hopefully, we can get a little bit of dialogue on this. Uh, we can get some people asking questions. Um, I have a Twitter. Um, you can hit me on the Twitter. The show. So, just to give you guys a little heads up, the show has a Facebook page right now. Um, it, it will potentially, it'll have a Twitter in the future. Um, I have my own personal Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, RJ's got Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're going to put all that on the, the Facebook website cause I'm not going to sit here and spell it all out cause that, you guys are sick of hearing us talk anyways. So, um, I'll put that all on the Facebook. Uh, you guys can follow us, like it, talk to us, tell us what you want to hear about. Um, we're going to shoot. Right now, my, my plan is, even if I have to do stuff by myself because of uh, scheduling and stuff, my plan is, is to do two to three episodes a week. Um, if we can get – the perfect thing would be four, two racing, two sports, and then offset them. But I'm so freaking busy, and so is everybody else. And Tyler, Tyler works nights, um, and uh, he's my hockey guy. So we'll have to figure out what goes on, but we're going to do our best to give you guys the best content. And like I said, we want to talk to you guys. We want to hear from you. Like if, if we're, if you want to hear about the, uh, the IMCA, uh, the SCCA, any dirt track stuff, um, road course stuff, uh, gaming, like literally we'll talk about anything that you guys want us to. We're involved, uh, in almost all of that. Um, I follow almost every form of racing you could possibly think of except for horses. Um, But, yeah, just let us know. Um, Follow us, like us, subscribe us, do all that stuff. Um, Hopefully we can get this thing big enough to um, start paying for my bills so I can um, go on vacations and stuff. So, um, yeah. anything else? We good?
1: No. All right. Good to go.
0: Stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, everybody.